Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we're talking about the Gen Zs, which are the, the this is the takeover, basically, of uh, developing who is going to be running our life, running our world in the next generations. And bottom line is the Gen Zers come somewhere around the late 90s all the way through now. And the Gen Zers have a tendency to be more primarily in the 2000s running up to to now. And so a lot of them are in their 20s, their late, early 20s, some in their 30s. Um, But the bottom line is that these folks are completely different in their thinking than the generations before them. These folks went through the 2008 uh, uh, recession of our economy. They, they've also been through, some of them have been through even the 90s when we had uh, uh, some types of recession. And so a lot of them are very motivated by money. They experienced or witnessed financial hardship during the Great Recession. They rethought the idea of what it was like to have a family and to have children. They have rethought the idea of what marriage is about and whether to or not to be married. Uh, A lot of them are living with parents uh, into their 30s. And a lot of them are having a lot of trouble deciding who they are, what they are, and where they want to go. As a matter of fact, indecisiveness is a big part of them. But they also um, look at school through the the lens of finances and that that is a financial burden to go to school unless you can somehow engineer getting a full ride. And so education is valued by them. They're not just going to school to go to school, but what they are doing is they're going to school for a skill. But what's interesting is they really don't know what that skill should be. They don't know what their passion and purpose is. And the reason is, is that they have grown up with social media. They've grown up with the internet. They've grown up with all these opportunities in tech that has evolved very quickly. And it's no longer you go to the factory or you live on a farm or you go to college Nowadays, it's micro decisions about if you're going to be an engineer, what exact type of engineer are you going to be? You have to be very micro in your decisions. And it's very hard for these kids in their 20s to do that. And so what we're noticing and what's really important developmentally is to understand what used to be 18 is now 32. What used to be a more decided adult at 18 is not accomplished until about 32. And that's when the person starts to make decisions and begins to make life decisions and committed decisions and understands the value of a commitment. So sadly, a lot of these po- these these folks in Gen Z have staggered through their childhood and they've staggered through their 20s and they've noticed that there's an inequality in income not to di- not only to do with women and men uh, black, white, cultures, Hispanic, 
you know, they've noticed that there is a lot of inequality in our world. And they've watched millennials being hamstrung by debt and delay major milestones such as marriage and parenthood because they see that as a financial burden to their life that they may not be willing to take. And also to fully commit to marriage and the ask and the idea of bringing your life together with someone else is all based on feelings. It's based on what things mean to you. You know, when you make a decision, you make a decision based off what the meaning is, which is all emotional. And that's what marriage is. If you think about marriage, marriage is completely stupid to do if you're a logical person. But if you have an emotional faculty to want to be married and join your life and compromise with someone else, that in itself is an emotional, all emotional endeavor. Yes, you're going to do lots of things in your life, but it's what it means to you that's important about it. Having children, the only reason they're on the planet is because of what they mean to you. And so the bottom line is jumping in on this uh, uh, a marriage thing is not pragmatic, and that is what the Gen Z generation has learned to be, is somewhat pragmatic. Um, the, they also begin financial planning very early, age 13, and two-thirds of the Gen Z, uh, Z students uh, say financial stability is more important than a job that makes them happy. However, Gen Z students are motivated to change the world. While money is important, they're more interested in security than riches. You know, the safety net uh, beneath them is very important, but they see the world full of social and political challenges that are uneven, that are not proper. And what's also important is this generation of Gen Zers are a much bigger mixed population of different cultures and different backgrounds and different uh, 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 different colors. And the reason is, is because we have had so much immigration to the United States, not just recently, but over the years, that our population has blended into several different uh, cultures coming together and unifying. And in that comes more awareness of what's going on in this country. And, and the truth is, is that when you're in a country that is built on democracy, there's going to be some that succeed better than others. And they call that inequality because many of the cultures that have come to our country have third world mentality. And that this country is a little bit different than that. There is inequality. There is a, a decisiveness about us. And there is a, the, 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 the fact is that you could come from a poor family in the United States and you could become a billionaire. And that's the opportunity we present. But some people don't have the wherewithal to take advantage, like myself, to take advantage of our economy and build that kind of a life for themselves. You know, they are eager to fix the Gen Zers. They want, they value diversity and they want to make society more equitable, uh, but they want to save and preserve the environment. And that's another thing that we're getting. A shift in our environment is proving to them and the, and the idea of, of climate change has proven to them that we have wasted our world. Now, some would say that it's a natural evolution of our world that, that the climate does change overall. But it's happening so quickly that it is proven to them that the, the millennials and the Generation Xs have destroyed this world. And they want to fix it. They want to – they 
want to benefit from each other and sometimes their own detriment when they become intensely focused on not letting each other people down. They are very much a group mentality. They are very much a part of being tribal in our culture. And Gen Xers have done a horrible job of tribalizing these people because they come out of the 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 seventies and the sixties, uh, they come out of the eighties. Well, the baby boomers come out of the sixties. But the bottom line is, they come out of that with a sense of anger because they went through recessions, they went through very hard times, and uh, they want to tribalize. So they tribalize our culture because that's the what they came out of. That's what the hippie population did. That's you know they they want to make drugs. A uh, regular thing that you could buy at the store without having to worry about it. You know, they want to make marijuana uh, federally legal, which I, I don't know how OSHA would ever regulate that. I guess they'd smoke pot at all the the the, the basic marijuana stores <laughs> to try to test it out and figure out, well, is this acceptable or not acceptable? I don't think that's possible. You know, the the Gen Z students are digital natives. They they never have known a world without the internet. And so they spend three hours a day or more on the internet. And then they use social media. And then they have their telephones. They've got their iPads. They've got their MacBooks. They've got their Dell computers. And they do everything. They even produce music together in different locations uh, by working from that. You know, you don't want to reduce the Gen Z students to zombies on smartphones. You know, 83% prefer face-to-face communication versus texting. I can't tell you, and, and they don't like the phone and they don't like the email either. Uh, many feel they're, they've lacked adequate socialization or training for in-person conversations. And so when they have an opportunity to have that, it's really important to them. And so especially if they're actually listening or being listened to legitimately by another human being. And I find that all the time in counseling that these kids are very intelligent, very deep in their understanding. But the bottom line is they don't connect with other people. They do connect with each other. They do understand each other because they've all grown up in the same digital age. But their struggle, you know, they they struggle with small talk. As a matter of fact, you'll notice that many of them can't stand party talk. They can't stand just simple dinner talk. They don't want to have dinner and have conversation about how your day was. They want to talk about deeper things. They want to talk about the environment. They want to talk about what they found on, on the internet. They want to talk about their YouTubes that they've, they've discovered. They're also creating a boom of YouTube channels from the Gen Z uh, generation. And so, you know, they actually need training for in-person conversation. Uh, you know, they do hide behind their phone. And if you remember, if you're an old person like me, we had four channels. We did not have cell phones. And so when we were alone, in our aloneness, being seen publicly as alone, we would have to fill our time with something. The phone has now taken all of that time and space up because it's like our little companion that goes along with us that lets us reach out to anybody in the world that we want to communicate with. And so it's really interesting how their brains are changing. And also the other dynamic that's changing with the Gen Z population is gender. Gender is a humongous issue with the Gen Zers because they are seeing that there is more to gender than just the gender that you are. 
gender can be in your own mindset. Gen gender can be, for their perspective, defined by the individual. And so it's interesting that we're in this day and age of people like this because now what's happening is we are redefining what is a man, what is a woman, how do they communicate, what is their role, what do they do, how do they raise children. Nowadays, what is really important is they want to have equal partnership rather than a hierarchy, which is what it used to be with the man and the woman playing defined roles, the man and the woman uh, cooperating with each other and raising children. But nowadays we have men raising children, women making the money, and it's, it's just it's a whole different woke type of experience that we all are having to adapt to. Whether it stays this way or not, we never know because as I've seen over life, of this long life I've had is that we've gone through periods of change that are just constant and things get evolving and things go differently and things get go back to the old ways and then they come back to the new ways. It's kind of like clothing. You know, you'll see 1960s clothing maybe in the 80s or the 90s or in the 2020s. You know, it, it's just weird, but the, all this stuff recycles. And so this is another pocket of life where we tend to be recycling and we tend to be coming into and evolving into something different than we've been before. Um, and also that means our country is evolving and it's actually becoming more socialistic because groupthink is what is really important in the Gen Z population because groupthink keeps them safe with each other from the world who doesn't understand them. Our technology has progressed so quickly that these kids are having a hard time catching up. And so the bottom line is uh, that the technology, they're they're keeping up with it better than anybody else is. And they are the experts more than anybody else is. And that's why they are one of the most hireable populations, but they demand money. They want the money. They want to be paid better than people were normally paid for the jobs that they had simply because they can outperform the 40 and 50 and 60 year old in technology. They just can because they've adapted to it. And that doesn't mean I'm, I'm doing a lot of broad talking. There's a lot of individual cases that are completely different than what I'm talking about. But the vast majority of the population is moving in that direction. You know, what also happened with COVID is they've learned that they don't have to go to work. Now they can work from home. So if you're going to hire me, uh, I'm going to be determining whether I want to be in your job, number one, on pay, but number two, on what kind of environment I'm going to have to work in. I don't want to have to talk to people if I don't know how to talk to people. That's how they think. You know, they value education more than previous generations, and more of them are enrolling in college than before. Sadly, the Gen Xers in college and the millennials in college are teaching them, and they're teaching them a bunch of crap to perpetuate uh, the, the, uh, tribalism. And it's sad, but that's the way we're treating these kids, and they're learning to be tribalistic. They're also learning to be socialistic because they have to be tribalistic they have to agree with each other 
they have to align with a certain way of thinking, and these professors teach that way because that makes them popular with the young population. And so, sadly, they feed into that. They also want and expect to be actively involved in their education. They want to choose the topics of study, create content for courses. For instance, if you look at what's going on with math in college, you now do not have to take algebra to go into uh, calculus. Isn't that crazy? But the fact is, is that if you're talking calculus, the vast majority of the male uh, uh, African-American population don't understand calculus comparatively to the Asian and to the white and to the other – to many of the other cultures. So it's prejudicial. It's prejudicial to put all these barriers of – in their mind uh, – and I'm not saying that I agree with this, but but you know, trigonometry, algebra and all that stuff – if you're going to put all that in front of somebody who has grown up in, in, a, in a very poor part of the country or grown up not being supported well by, by community taxes, then basically you're throwing barriers up to them where they can't get into the bigger, the bigger parts of math. And so math is looked as now a prejudicial place. They don't see bachelor's degree as their only option. They, they are risk, debt, Averse, And so 73% see debt as their biggest concern about college. So many want a shorter, more direct path to gainful employment, and more are open to community colleges and career-based education. So they're wanting to learn a certain skill, and that certain skill is very, very important to them. And they crave experiential learning, and they're willing to forsake formal education for on-the-job training if it fulfills their passion. They are not only highly entrepreneurial, but they are willing to strike out on their own. In fact, you shouldn't be surprised if some of them have already started a business in their spare time. You know, Shopify, that's a Gen Z perfect tool for them. They don't ever have to have real estate. They can have a shop, a virtual shop online that create, and then they have a drop shipper aligned with it. And basically, they have what's called a passive income that runs itself. And, uh, you know, the, they're smart. They know what they're doing, and they're lazy. They're very lazy. Some of them actually do work out, but some of them, most of them don't. Most of them sit so much time in front of the computer and in their head that they don't take care of their body. And in the end, that will probably catch up with them later on in life. You know, uh, uh, they also report high, higher levels of worry, anxiety, and depression. Mental health is an issue with Gen X, and I can tell you because there's such disparity between generations as far as how different they think that we have to, in psychology, understand that none of them feel like they quite fit in this world. They only fit together with each other, and so they are incredibly afraid of failure Perfectionism is so important because that's what runs technology is perfectionism. And even though uh, the, the, and, and that is exactly what makes people psychotic is control and perfectionism. Every axis one diagnosis, which would be a man-made diagnosis, is the way we cope with trying to control things we cannot control. Unfortunately, relationships are feelings-based. So that means that if we're going to put a perfectionistic strategy into an emotional relationship, you're going to have a car wreck. 
And that is the juxtaposition that they have to juggle as Gen Zers trying to understand this world is I have to be perfectionistic, but I can't be perfectionistic in a relationship. And they struggle with that because it's like a cop trying to go home and be a family uh, be be the father or a mother in a family. You know they have to adjust their role to what they are at home. The Gen Zers having the fact that they're not being responsible in a relationship, having to not be accountable to anybody but themselves, have a tendency to write their own rules and don't take full accountability for for who they are. Unfortunately, we support that. And we are not getting them away and getting them in the park and getting them out to make relationships and have friends. They're all scared to make decisions. And, you know, like, what's the right college? What's the right major? What's the right internship? What's the right company? And that leads them into a lot of indecision. And indecision means we lack character. That means people don't know how to love you because you haven't defined your passions, your purpose, your direction, the things you like, the things you don't like. And it's really hard to know what people like and don't like in Gen Z because they spend all their time in front of a computer. And so it's amazing, you know, that the, their need to control gets met in the Gen Z population because the computer will do it exactly what you tell it to do. It will give you exactly what you ask it. And so it's the one thing in their life that they can control. And that sense of perfectionism and that sense of control is every human being's desire, unfortunately, and part of our downfall and part of the fact that we have free will, that we do evil because we have free will and no accountability. And that's where our population is headed. And that's what we're all seeing but we don't know what that's going to look like in the end and if it's going to balance or counterbalance itself. You know, first-generation students are driven to help others but motivated for gainful employment. They're highly invested in education, but they're fearful of embarrassment. They're also fearful of bias, and they have a struggle with mental health. These are factors that we're having to deal with with this Gen Z population. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC CEO Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the Gen Z takeover, Generation Z. You know, from immigration to sexual assault, a lot of significant stress among Gen Z. Those those kids are between 18 and 24, uh, 15 and 24 with mass shootings topping a list of stressful current events. Uh, APA, which is American Psychological Association, reports stress in America is at its highest. You know, 75% of Gen Z members said that the mass shootings are a significant source of stress, which was conducted online by the Harris Poll on behalf of APA. They feel safer in their own homes, and that's why we're finding them in their homes. They are also more stressed about adults overall, about the other issues in the, in the news, such as the separation and deportation of immigrants and migrant families. Uh, the, the, the immigration of our border at this point is just overwhelming, and the fentanyl that's coming into this country is also a big scare for them because they can't trust the drugs that, that, that were normally purchased on the streets. And, and they're also, more significantly, 27%. Uh, than other generations uh, is the, the Gen Zers. And they feel that, you know, being poor is going to be in the cards for them. And they see this recession as a huge alarm for them. And they do not mind not spending. They will cut back and cut back and cut back. You know, and they tolerate. Their sense of tolerance is much better as stress. Um, back in 2018, on a, a Likert scale of 1 to 10, one being little to no stress, 10 is a great deal of stress. Uh, we were at 3.9 in 2018. We're now at 4.8. That is the highest level of stress that we've been able to tolerate as a population ever in the world. And it also found that 6 in 10 Americans, 62% reported that the political climate is a significant stressor. And more than two-thirds reported that the nation's future causes them stress. And this is a significant in, uh, 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 increase from the, the people who back in even 2017 said that things were stressful. You know, it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the idea that the country is on a path of being stronger than ever is not agreed on by Generation Z. They're seeing a bunch of people mishandling the world. And they're very angry at our political environment, but they all have a different way to solve it. And so that is what's interesting is that they each believe in different things and then they gain together in tribes to validate their perception and their narrative about the way the world should be. You know, the, 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 it's amazing also that diversity is such an important core instinct of Generation Z. Uh, America's demographics continue to shift, and Gen Z will be the last generation that is predominantly 
white, but a slight majority of Gen Zers is white. That's 52%. 25 is is Hispanic, 14% is black, 4% is Asian, but the bottom line is we are a mixed pot of all different cultures and we're all going to have to figure out how to get along with each other coming from different cultures. That means that we have to go back in time to what people used to believe in a simpler time, which was, and that's how people communicated, was that everybody's more right than they are wrong. Everybody's more good than they are bad. And if you can work from that pretense, we have a better uh, a way of not being tribalistic. We have a better understanding of each other. People used to have to communicate with other people no matter what to get things done in life. That meant that everybody was more right than they were wrong. Everybody's more good than they are bad, and we have to get along with each other. You know, the the, the technical advancements also ha- have uh, been both positive and negative. You know, the plus side, the abundance of information is at their fingertips. And that allows Gen Zers to broaden their knowledge and be proactive in their learning. On the other hand, too much screen time can compound feelings of isolation and lead to undeveloped social skills. Additionally, technology is changing the economy, leaving low-income Gen Zers vulnerable as they enter the workforce. Thus, we find them living with each other in houses and apartments together, boys and girls black and white, Asian and whatever, it's they're all together, we're all doing this thing, and then they're also living with their parents. So so it, it's just interesting also to note that this generation is the first generation to actually see that we have had a black president for eight years. They've actually witnessed that. Now they're witnessing a black vice president. So that tells them that anybody can succeed in this country. And that's a positive message. That's a strong message that we all need to understand because that is what they've learned to respect. That is what they've learned about our country, that we've evolved to that level. Many people in the millennial and the Generation X and beyond that don't remember that. We don't remember. We remember a time when it was white men presidents, you know, and the bottom line is that's not what the world that these kids are growing up in. They're growing up in a world that they have to be more diplomatic. They have to be more open. They have to be more uh, accepting of each other and our differences. You know, millennials came of age during an economic boom. Gen Zers were shaped by the economic pressures from their families and communities, from financial stress to the rental market to cost to kids, caregivers staying in touch with the incarcerated parents. You know, they value stability, and that comes with conservative spending, stable jobs, and smart investments. What we will likely see down the road from the Gen Zers is a much more conservative population monetarily and a much more liberal population from the aspects of our general society. And mental health challenges are are sad characteristic of Generation Z, which is much more open to actually seeking treatment. But they're also much more open to suicidal thinking. They're also more open to being gothic and being dark. They're also more open to talking about their their gender but not quite understanding how serious those discussions and those decisions might be down the road if they were to change their mind. And, you know, to make emotional 
emotional decisions, which which is exactly the problem of most children in the world and most people leading up to about 32 is they spend their life making a lot of emotional decisions and making emotional commitments and then having to undo those emotional decisions and commitments through their earning years. And that is exactly what the Gen Zers don't want to have. They want to come to grips with their mental health. And that's why mental health is becoming much more important these days. Thank God. They spend endless hours on t- online. And that is fine. That's how they make friends. That's how they have people all over the world. That They, they actually have virtual relationships with people all over the world. And I'm talking physical relationships. I'm talking committed relationships. And yes, that's how they live. They they basically stay in touch, but the the that uh, the problem is the isolation and the lack of touch and the lack of connectedness creates isolation and depression. And the more time spent on smartphones or watching Netflix, YouTube is is time spent cultivating meaningful relationships are not there. That means we're not able. They're not able to develop that because they're spending so much time watching what the world is doing, and what other kids are doing. And unfortunately, that form of entertainment doesn't always come with a lot of depth. They also find their mental health affected by the turbulent state of the world. They've come into a world full of chaos and stupidity. And as political activism and the dumbing down of our political uh, uh, people, especially the bodies of people that operate our country and our world, uh, the Gen Zers have really uh, an unrest about surrounding issues like gun control, uh, uh, the diminishing of our police force, climate change. They tend to increase levels of stress, but they don't want to have our freedom taken away. They want more freedom. They want more choices. So that means that they're going to want more safety, more preservation, but they're not going to want police brutality involved in that. What they're going to want is they're going to want to be their own police because our police in the past they've witnessed have been brutal, have been horrible, they've been cruel to people when they arrest them and when they interact with them. Unfortunately, that is a very small sliver of what the police really do, but unfortunately that's what our media has personified to these people. Our media has gaslit the Generation Zs to believe in the most hysterical circumstances as the norm. And it's sad because it scared them to death And they don't like people. They don't like to interact with people that much unless it's in person, unless it's people that they feel are acceptable in their views. And uh, arguing and debating is not in the cards with them. They do not like that. They want to be right. That means that if you're married and want to be right, that's the wrong goal. The goal is to listen. That's to hear, to validate, to vent, to be safe. But we can't be safe if we don't learn how to communicate. And that's unfortunately the downfall in this population. You know, most generations tend to be more left-leaning than the previous generation. And Gen Z is no exception. They look a lot like millennials on many key issues. They're they're the most politically progressive generation yet. They're they're at least – likely generation to approve President Trump. They're, they're the most likely generation to see the advancement of the LB, 
TQ rights and positive development. And even more Republicans, Gen Zers, take a more progressive stance on social issues. They agree that blacks are treated more unfairly, that women are treated unfairly, that government should play a greater role in solving problems, and they are more likely to attribute climate change to human activity as opposed to natural patterns. So the Republican Party itself will also change and water down and adapt. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but they are grabbing hold of this life that we're living. And us older people are going to have to adapt to their leadership. We're going to have to, uh, to live underneath what we raised. We have to take accountability for that. They all have a lot of growing up to do. And as they continue to come of age, early signs indicate that they will grow into engaged, conscientious stewards of our world and being socially minded, independent thinkers who recognize their responsibility in shaping a more equitable future for all of us. And that can be a great thing, but it needs to be done intelligently, not through groupthink, not through social norms. It needs to be th done through individual genius. It, we need to still embrace as a world rugged individuality. We need to be able to debate. We need to be able to fail. We need to be able to be wrong. That's an important part of, of existence. And we also, from a Christian perspective, need God. And the problem is Gen Zers are more about free will than they are about some spiritual being. They will not, they don't tend to embrace that spirituality. There is a population of them that do. But, you know, it's, uh, the same neutral works that fire when you're in physical pain uh, are a fire when you're lonely. So loneliness is painful, and that is the problem with the Gen Zers. They are the loneliest population of, of, of people in this world, the loneliest. And there's an evolutionary reason behind this. For thousands of years, humans lived as hunter-gatherers in small groups, and cooperation and communication were critical to staying alive. But the feeling of loneliness is a type of social pain. That's why suicide's on the rise, and the, and the drug crap is on the rise, and the drinking is on the rise. It's because they have to cope with the idea that they cannot get back to a tribe. They have to find a tribe that thinks alike like them. So that means they align on technology. For Gen Z, there was a big loneliness spike between 2012 and 2018, but that spike went through the roof when it came to COVID. And during that time period, they were actually justified to be sitting behind their computers all the time and never leaving, wearing a mask, being afraid of COVID. That has shaped them enormously, and that has also harmed this young population of people who have had their learning curbed by the fact that they had to learn online for two years because the teachers' unions decided to shut all the schools down and, and basically arm, armed up our government. And so now we're stuck with this population of kids that are actually developmentally even more behind than they were in the past. And so – now what we used to see was a second grader is a first grader or a kindergartner simply because in their behavior they did not learn from each other as they need to learn as a classroom. You get a lot more from a classroom than you do sitting behind your computer with some teacher who may or may not be skilled at teaching that way. Sadly, 
That's what we've done. And, and, and our, our parents have struggled very hard to, to fill the gap, fill the gap, fill the gap. Then they had to teach their own kids while they were trying to learn their job being online at home and having to deal with their spouse, whether they're decent or not, uh, while they're doing that. It, it was just crazy that our life went through that cycle and our government propagated that. They did do more damage than us than they did trying to save our life from COVID. And finally, everybody's had it practically. And so we're all somewhat immune to it, which is what we should have been in the first place. So, you know, if you have this perfect storm of cultural things that constantly demand our attention 24 by 7, social media, news, and it's spread all over the globe and all these stupid stories that people want to create in their mind and go and, and basically uh, gaslight the, the population of the world based on their ability to actually pollute our news with their own perspectives and their own personal views and call it news – they're destroying this population. They're tearing it apart. And, and hopefully, there are kids' brains in the Generation Z today are going to form in a way that they learn that that crap is fake and that they have to learn for themselves. They have to learn for themselves and they have to have the spirit to fight back against people that want to pollute their mind with anything simply because the internet is a free-range chicken. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, a view through the veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. 
Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the Gen Z takeover, you know, Generation Z. You know, the bottom line is these guys are lonely. And trying to reach out to people after loneliness can be really tough. It can bring on feelings of anxiety, depression, because stepping out of your comfort zone can feel threatening. But it's important to fight through it. And working on connections we already have with the people around us is important. But connecting with these people in a real, authentic way is key to getting out of the loneliness trap. It means leaps of faith. Leaps of faith. That means we use life We use everything in our life as a leap of faith, and then we go. It's not a fear of failure. It's a a comfort of life that allows us to experience all kinds of new and different things. So things like volunteering or picking up a new sport or starting a new hobby, anything that can get us in, in in the room with people to connect with is very, very important. And COVID has really increased the mental health capacity issues of this generation enormously. Uh, over 15% more, it used to be about, uh, it used to be about 23% of kids were seeking mental health. Now we're in the, the almost to the 40s percent of kids that are getting mental health of some type and medication of some type. You know, the, the, these kids are feeling constantly anxious. And they really have had a great mistrust of our governments being locked up for more than 15 months. You know, we have to do more spontaneity, more socializing, more physical contact. We as a society are afraid to do that because you walk out the door and you got homeless people all over the world. You've got people committing crime, fentanyl. You got all this crap right in front of your eyes. All these people cross-dressing and doing all this weird stuff and you're looking at it and you're going, I don't want to be out here. I don't want to be amongst all these people. It's crazy. It's crazy enough just to go to the store these days. We are not safe. We have to be safe though. We have to understand that if life is going in the direction, we're going to have to adapt and change and correct what is going on unfortunately we're afraid to leave the door we are afraid to go out there in the world we're afraid to send our kids to a park by themselves because god knows what's going to come come after them out there come how many needles are going to step on it's crazy that we have lost touch with our society and unfortunately the gen zers don't know where we came from. They don't know the safety that we came from. They don't know what it was like to be able to go down the street and play with your friend and spend night at, at, at people's house across town. They don't know what that's like because guess what? We're in this population of weirdos and people that are completely stressed out and doing all kinds of crazy things. And governments are supporting that, cutting our police back allowing the homeless to live next door to people in their front yards. It's nuts. It's it's nuts that we live that way, and these kids are getting exposed to that, and they don't know what's out there. And they're kind of like, I'm not, I really don't like what I'm seeing. You know, graffiti everywhere with their ugly letters and crap like that. What does that teach our kids? But this generation is growing up in that. Hopefully, they wake up and go, there's a different way to live. There's a different way to be. There's a different way to have values. Hopefully, as they come into their blossoming of their adult life in their 30s, they come to grips with what's not working. And hopefully, they will repair what Generation X and the millennials never did. And and made 10 times worse. And then we got this old man who's created debt up through the yin-yang in our government that they'll never be able to pay for. 
And, and that in itself is sad. You know, people are stressed and, and distrustful. And that's what's happening in this Gen Z population is their understanding that people are not safe. Having to wear masks to school means I am not safe. Do you understand that message and what that teaches these poor kids? No, people don't care. People won't correct the politics that go on in these cities. It's crazy, but we create a generation of fear. And they are just witnessing, but they are about ready to take over. And when they do, better watch out because the rules are not going to be the same as they are with the millennials and the exes. Very important to understand. These guys were born uh, uh, in, the, in the 90s all the way through 2020, 2022. They're here. They're here, and they're they're becoming adults, and, and they are very ambitious. They're very self-confident. They want to make a lot of money. They are realistic and accept whatever's given them. They're entrepreneur. They, they are not loyal to corporations, thank God, because corporations have never been loyal to anybody except for maybe back in the 50s and the 60s, but they're, they're completely – not loyal. They are their own employee, even if they work for a corporation. They can may as well go do the same job somewhere else. They pay me more. Great. I'll go there. You know, they switch jobs more frequently than other generations before them. And if they don't like something, they're not they're ready to change it immediately. Other motivation drivers for this uh, cohort of people are roots on advanced opportunities, increased salary, uh, salary, a meaningful work, a good team and not having a lot of burden and financial burdens at home. You know, when looking at how the Gen Zers is said to think and act, it is highlighted that they're not only more aware and informed about what's going on in the world than previous generations, but they have shown to be financially conscious. Moreover, their consumption is more ethical and they have greater freedom of expression and greater openness to understanding different kinds of people, gender, culture, whatever. It doesn't matter to them. It's, are you smart? Are you talented? Do you have something you can offer me? They also are, have a broad view of life they, that have a unique perspective on understanding others while trying to stay true to themselves, their values, and their goals. While there's a prototype of this generation with most common characteristics and attitudes, just as there is with every generation, one size does not fit all. But the earliest uh, works on Gen Z had been conducted almost uh, only in the United States, and so it created a more biased perception. But now what we're seeing is the visions, the preferences, and the features vary by regions, even by the workplace perceptions. And the in innovation that they create is a lot different based on those priorities. You know, wind and solar has been a big factor in that. Now, so look, wind and solar has been important in China. Wind and solar has been important in Germany and in Europe. It's been important all, all across the board. Because it's a free resource, and we are just coming to grips with that in the United States. Gen Zers are going to be more prehensive to, to go towards that. They're probably going to go more towards electric cars because paying Biden's $6 a gallon here in Washington and Ainsley is, uh, is pretty crazy to have to pay that at Costco. Crazy. When we have tons of resources in the United States that we could be using ourselves, but unfortunately – some of these progressive millennial idiots and Generation X idiots and the ones before them will not change their mind. 
and this old man we elected president will never change his mind because he thinks he's right about everything. Unfortunately, he's insane. But, you know, it must be taken into account that part of Gen Z is already working. Some currently entering the workforce more than what is expected because of the pandemic and others still uh, are still on formation. You know, Gen Zers have started entering the labor market for the last years, but also we're having a hard time even having restaurants nowadays because they want to be paid. They want to be paid well. And so restaurants are having to create fees for sitting fees or, or where are you going to sit, where are you going to be, whatever. There has there, there, the, You have to not only pay for the tips, but you also have to pay a fee to get into the restaurant. So they're getting very innovative about what they do and creating these kind of uh, the, these kind of fees so they can raise the amount of money they pay people to actually come and work in their restaurants. You know, they've, they've started entering this lab, labor market and they've done it in a way that they are very self-reliant. They are very selfish. They are not there to make friends. They're not there to to have a passion and purpose. They're there to do what they need to do to make their money. And that is the Gen Z population. Um, and so they're not loyal from that aspect. Um, they're very individualistic and very selfish. And that creates a population of people that are not very much aligned with Christianity, God, or religion. So the most common way that businesses respond to demands of Gen Zers are friendly working atmosphere, keeping up with the latest technology, uh, ambassador programs, internships, benefits, corporate social responsibility activities, making sure that the corporation is aligned with society as a whole, that we have a diverse diverse population of people, and that we honor diversion of people in the population. We have all kinds of rules and regulations to help each other out, to make sure that we're all treated fairly. That's what this generation wants above all. They want to feel well at work. They want to feel respected at work, but they also want to be paid well at work. And you can't blame them. You can't blame them because we've dumped this world on these poor kids. We have dumped a horrible, irresponsible world on our children, and they feel it, and they know it, and it's scary. You know, Uh, They also have different words like fam. Fam is a shorter word for family. You know, glow up, which means get a transformation from bad to a good mood. A CEO means you, you've mastered something or you're a pro. So CEO is a very common title that they go for. Cancel culture is another form of shaming of actions and opinions of public figures, companies, organizations. Also, Stan is not for Stanley. If you stand someone, it means you're obsessed, but not in a creepy way. So stand means they're kind of a, you know, obsessed with something or, or they're kind of engaged in some, some activity that they don't want to get off of, like a video game. You know, an e-boy or an e-girl is similar to an emo or a goth. Uh, a W is, is a, Gen Zers simply means a winner. You're a winner. A dank is is something uh, where you're excellent or you have high quality. Ghosting means you just disappear once you've had a really engaged time with somebody. You just go. You leave. You know, salty is when you feel anxious. You know, being uh, big yikes uh, means uh, uh, it's used for when you're embarrassed. You know, uh, a bougie is describing something or someone that is extravagant or fancy. You know, Afina is a term of saying, I'm going to do, I'm going to finish. 
you know, cap is a means to lie. And high key is simply opponents of being low key. You know, there's all kinds of words out there that are uh, being used by this population that some of us as adults will never understand. But they have their own language and they understand that language. You know, uh, uh, you know, something like drag is used to roast people. Finesse means to trick or manipulate, which that's already been there as a word. But, you know, uh, I'm weak means I'm dead. You know, it's 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 just crazy their language that they formed for each other because they text, they text, and they have to do that. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. I love hearing from you. You can do that uh, at VoiceAmerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, Gen Z is a parent when they say, "I want to die and get a chorus of same big mood and me." <laughs> okay. I don't get that one. Cats have nine lives. That makes them great for experimentation. Also, remember that Gen Z believes every person they see turns them on. Also, Gen Z's people know they're ugly when people often hand them a camera for group photos. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 